Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Reading Through the Bible with Elder Linda. So glad you joined me. As always, give me a thumb up or subscribe to the channel if you're so inclined to. So glad you're here today. Uh, but today we're going to uh, read chapter 19 and we're going to discuss chapter 19. And of course, we know chapter 19 is where we actually want to get into talking about the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. So um, we, let's, let's just start with a word of prayer first. Father in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you that you alone are God and that you always have us in the palms of your hands. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come in and that you would be the teacher on today. Show us those things that we need to see. Father, we're careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So last week we were in chapter 18. And remember that we ended chapter 18 with Abraham um, interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah and asking God. Remember, we, uh, he prayed and asked God, well, if there's at least 50 righteous, uh, will you spare the city? Then he went down to 45. He went down to 40. If there's at least 40 righteous, he went to 30, 20, and then finally he stopped at 10. If there's at least 10 righteous people in the city of Sodom, will you spare the city? And God said, yes, if there was a lease, he went from 50 down to 10. If there's at least even just 10 righteous, God said he would not destroy the city. Um, so let's read 19 and find out what actually happened uh, to Sodom and Gomorrah. So again, we're in uh, verse chapter 19 of Genesis. Uh, we're reading out of the New, the New Living Translation of the Bible uh, because of its clarity. Uh, as I said, I do use the um, the New King, the King James Version, but today, just for clarity, we're going to, and we normally read out of the New Living Translation. So let's just start in verse 1, chapter 19. It says that that evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. And remember, uh, there was three angels in the last chapter. Well, three angels, he saw three angels, and found, turned out one of the angels was the Lord. And the other two angels went on to Sodom. And this is the two angels that we're talking about that just left from seeing Abraham. Now they're arriving where Lot is in Sodom. Anyway, it says, By that evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there. And when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home to wash your feet and be my guest for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh no, they replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. Verse three, but Lot insisted. So at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread made with yeast, and they ate. But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all around the city and surrounded the house. And they shouted to Lot, where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. Verse six. So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. 
Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and are under my protection. Stand back, they shouted. This fellow came down, came to town as an outsider. And they're talking about Lot. And now he's acting like our judge. We'll treat you far worse than those other men. And they launched toward Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out and pulled Lot into the house and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door at the house. So they gave up trying to get inside. Verse 12. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city? They asked. Get them out of this place, your, your sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else. For we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great, it has reached the Lord and he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughters, fiancés, quick, get out of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. Verse 15, at dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot, take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angels seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city for the Lord was merciful. When they were safely outside the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. Oh no, my Lord, Lot begged. You have been so gracious to me and saved my life and you have shown such great kindness, but I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster would catch up to me, to, uh, catch up to me there and I would soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said, I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village, but hurry, escape to it, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. This explains why that village was, called, was known as Zor, Z-O-A-R, which means little place. Verse 23. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them, along with the other cities and villages of the plain, wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early that morning and hurried out to the place where he had stood in the Lord's presence. And he looked out across the plain towards Sodom and Gomorrah and watched as columns of smoke rose from the cities like smoke from a furnace. But God had listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities on the plain. Verse 30. Afterward, Lot left Zor because he was afraid of the people there. 
and he went to live in a cave in the mountains with his daughter, with his two daughters. One, daughter, one day, the, the older daughter said to her sister, there are no men left anywhere in this entire area. So we can get, so we can't, so we can't get married like anyone else, like everyone else. And our father will soon be too old to have children. Come, let's get him drunk with wine and then we will have sex with him. The way, that way we will preserve our family line through our father. Verse 33. So that night they got him drunk with wine and the older daughter went in and had intercourse with her father. He was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. The next morning, the older daughter said to the younger sister, I had sex with our father last night. Let's get him drunk with wine again tonight and you go in and have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk with wine again and the younger daughter went in and had intercourse with him. As before, he was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. As a result, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their own father. When the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Moabites. When the younger daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Benami. He became the ancestor of the nation now known as the Ammonites. Amen. So that was Genesis chapter 19. It's a lot in that chapter. Uh, we might not get very far today. I'm pretty sure we're not going to finish the chapter, but we're going to get started and take a stab at uh, bringing out some of the things that uh, I felt to jot down that I wanted to bring to your attention. So when you look at verse one through three, it's talking about uh, how Lot noticed that uh, the two angels that were coming and how he bowed down and gave reverence to those angels, showing that he knew that uh, these weren't just regular men. And notice how Lot was in the gate when they came. And we had talked about this before, but the gates, God had um, later on in Deuteronomy, God's going to uh, lay down some rules that they need to make the entrance of their gates, the gates a place where they hold court and where they, um, but let's just read it. In Genesis, I mean, in Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse eight, it says, you shall have judges and officers shalt thou make thee in all thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee throughout thy tribes. And they shall judge the people with just judgment. So it was a place of law and like a courtroom. And it was usually in the front, uh, near the front of the city. According to King James, in the King James Version, it says, according to Strong's, the gates meant the opening or the entrance of the city. This was a centralized place where they held court and other legal matters. So Lot was sitting at the gate entrance of the city. And of course, like we just said, this was the place where the rulers had were gathering together and the elders meant to resolve legal matters. So it's possible that that Lot has now become one of the elders and one of the judges in Sodom. Because if you remember, they had a lot of respect for Abraham because remember Lot, uh, a little, few chapters back, Abraham had to rescue Lot and he rescued Lot and brought back all his possessions along with some of the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. 
he defeated the other king that was trying to attack attack their five uh, cities. So they had a lot of respect for Abraham, and Lot was Abraham's nephew, so obviously they had a lot of respect for Lot. So it looks like they might have given Lot a, a, a nice position in Sodom. So they, they treated him right, uh, probably for, for fear of Abraham, out of the respect they had for him. Also note that according to the Quest Study Bible, Hospitality was one of the most highly valued virtues of the ancient world. So they had that they had that way up there. You were supposed to be hospitable when you had guests in your house. And you were supposed to protect them and keep them safe. So in verse 2, it talks about when the angels said no initially to coming into Lot's house, uh, Lot persisted. And he he insisted pretty strongly. Now, uh Lot, remember Lot's been in the city for a little while, so he knows about uh, the men of the city. And Lot is aware that they are doing some wicked things in Sodom. And so when these two men decided, no, we're going to just stay out here in the square, Lot insisted that they come into his house because, and this is just conjecture, possibly Lot knew that they would not be safe in the square. And we're going to find out later why. We think that. And the men initially said no, and maybe they said no because they wanted to see if Lot would persist in having them come with him. Could have been a test for Lot. Or it could have been, could have been because remember, they, they're going to Sodom uh, when Abraham and God, was the Lord was talking. He said there was a cry that had came up to him from Sodom and Gomorrah, and he was going to check it out and see and see if it was true. And we know God knows everything. So God knew what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, and I think we mentioned this last uh, last week that perhaps God was, this is giving Sodom and Gomorrah their one last chance to see what they would do. Sending these two men in, in the square to see what would happen if these two men came, if, if they were going to do the same thing to these two men that they've been doing to everybody else that came through. So Lot had taken them in. And he insisted because he knew, like I said, the travelers would not be safe. And he knew that they could be uh, attacked because Lot knew what he was dealing with. Well, in verse 3, Lot prepared a feast for his guests and he made bread without yeast. And usually uh, it takes longer when you make bread with yeast because the bread has to rise and then you have to push it down again. So I, I made some yeast rolls before. It was, it was a while ago. Uh, but if you make it without yeast, you can get bread done a lot faster. So the bread without yeast um, was made for them. So they ate. Again, we have angels eating. They're in human body form, but angels are eating. Verse 4. In verse 4, it says, here is where we see how wicked Sodom was. Because in verse 4, we just got to read this again in verse 4, because it said... We're in Genesis chapter 19, verse 4. But before they retired for the night, so before they lay down to go to sleep, they're in, they're in Lot's house, it said, some of the men, no. All, it says all, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded Lot's house and shouted to him, 
Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out so that we can have sex with them. So what is that saying? Let's just put that in plain common English. All the men of Sodom and Gomorrah came and surrounded Lot's house, yelling for him to send out these two guests that had come into his house. Men, these two men. Men were yelling for him to send out men so that they can gang rape them. Yes, they were going to gang rape these two men. And it, it didn't give a number of how many men, but it, it was a lot of them. Imagine it's a lot of uh, men in this city. And they wanted to gang rape these two men. Remember I told you that you're going to be reading some things in the Bible that's going to make your mouth go, yes, this is what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. And if they were doing this to these two men that came down as angels, obviously they didn't know they were angels. But if they were going to try and gang rape them, they were doing this to everybody that came to visit Sodom and Gomorrah. Anybody that came through there was gang raped. So this could possibly be the cry that God heard coming up was all these people that had been gang raped from going through Sodom and Gomorrah. That was crying out, Lord, do something about this. Vindicate us. So let's read in uh, God issued a law about homosexuality because obviously, they, like we said, they were homosexual. They weren't the men. They, Lot did have daughters, but they were, they were screaming out for the men. But God issued a law against homosexuality in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. And I'm just a messenger. I'm reading what the word says. So don't argue with me. Just read the word for yourself. Study it for yourself. Don't let anybody try and tell you uh, what's right and wrong. Read it for yourself. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22. It says, do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. This is what the Bible said. Practicing homosexuality is a detestable sin. Romans 1, 24-27. It says, verse 24 says, So God abandoned them to do, and them would be the sinful, wicked people, to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship and serve the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Verse 20 says, that is why God abandoned them to their, their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, I'm just reading you what the Bible says, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Let's also read one last scripture that's in Jude. Jude verse 7. Remember, Jude is just one chapter. It says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. And when you look at that word fornication, it means having illicit sex that is forbidden by law, by rules, or by custom. So 
here this fornication mean they were having sex in a way that wasn't customary it wasn't the normal way people normally had sex and going after strange flesh and we look up this word strange flesh uh some scholars have have uh saw this to mean because strange flesh means it was other than human flesh so some scholars have, have tagged that to be bestiality and you can uh, look that up further yourself but it, it says that um they were even practicing bestiality because it was flesh that was other than human flesh um uh, they are set forth and they set for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Let's read that again. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So um, God's saying you need to look at Sodom and Gomorrah as an example of what will happen when you in when you allow sin to cause you to indulge in things that are not ordained of God is not according to God's plan for us. So verse six through eight, so Lot being true to the custom of that day, spoke up and tried to protect his house guests because remember they want him to send these people out so they can gang rape them. Lot was so desperate to stop the men that he offered them his his virgin daughters instead now remember lots under strict rules that these people in your house you need to protect them at any cost and uh so not protecting what he what he did but it's possible that lot in the back of his mind knew that they weren't going to accept his daughters he, you know they didn't want his daughters but he's he offered them anyway but like i said some things you read are going to make you go ah so um because that seems awful strange to us that you would offer your daughters up to be gang raped but he was trying to protect his guests and remember we said hospitality was way up there in the olden days you were you were um sworn to protect those that were under your roof that came in as guests so verse 9 the men were so wicked and determined to rape the two angels that they shouted a lot to stand back or they would do worse to him and then they tried to break the door down so possibly lot had um been saved from being gang raped himself because like they said abraham had saved this whole city when uh they were in war with the other four kings a while back and abraham had went and rescued them and saved all their people so and lot is abraham's nephew so the people didn't want to didn't do anything to lot but now they're saying you know who is he you know he came here now he think he's our judge so it seemed like they were a little bit resentful toward him uh you know that he, he he's a judge for us and plus you know uh we didn't get a chance to rape him because you know they were they were trying to be do the right thing by abraham verse 10 11 uh the two angels had seen enough now lot was trying to protect the angels but look who ended up getting protected they pulled lot back into the house they bolted the door and then they blinded all the men outside so they could so that they stopped trying to break the door down because they couldn't see. So they blinded all the men outside. Verse 12 through 13 said the angels uh told Lot to get all his family and relatives out of the city because they were about to destroy it. So we see here the angels not they were not only sent to uh see how wicked the city was, but also to protect Lot, to make sure Lot was safe. 
Verse 14 tells us how Lot rushed out to tell his sons-in-law about the city, how God was going to destroy it. And the sons-in-law laughed. They thought he was joking, it said. In Matthew 1.18 of the Nelson Study Bible, it tells us that a contract of marriage was made uh, about a year before the consummation of a marriage. And the reason why we're talking about that is because uh, some say that um, Lot had other family members here, that, that he had those sons-in-law that he went out to tell um, that the city was going to be destroyed. But these sons-in-law could have been engaged to those daughters that were in his house. So it's not really clear how many relatives he had here. But the angels told them, you need to get your relatives out. So he ended up, verse um, Luke 17, verse 28 to 37. So the world uh, will be as in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building, until the morning Lot left Sodom. Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual, right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. One on the day that a person out of the deck of the roof must not go down. On that day, sorry. On that day, a person that is out in the deck of the roof must not go down into the house or pack. A person out in the field must not return home. Remember that, remember what happened to Lot's wife? If you cling to your life, you will lose it. And if you let your life go, you will save it. That night, two people will be asleep in one bed. The one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding flour together at the meal. One will be taken and the other left. Where will this happen, Lord? The disciples asked. Jesus replied, just as the gathering of vultures shows there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. So it's our responsibility, and we're going to read more about uh, Lot next week, because I told you we probably weren't going to finish this chapter. But uh, whether people listen to us or not, we have to be faithful to warn people uh, that Judgment Day is coming. And, and I almost see it like when you walk up and you see a house on fire and you see a house on fire, you know, somebody's in there. If you have any ability to get in there and get those people out of that burning house, you should try to do that. And as men and women of God, that's our responsibility to scream and yell that this house is on fire. You need to get out. We don't want people to be consumed in a house that's on fire. And that's what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. If the, their house was on fire, God was about to pass judgment. And they had to, um, they needed to get out. So Lot and his his family is about to get out because God is going to make sure they get out. We're going to pick up on chapter, on verse 15 uh, next week because, like I said, there's a lot in this chapter. Amen. So anyway, I just want to invite you to my channel to come. Um, there's a playlist called Sin The Sinner's Prayer. And in the sinner's prayer, there's also teaching about salvation. There's two videos on that playlist on this same channel. Please give your life to the Lord. As we said, the house is on fire. We want you to be in the ark of safety. Judgment is coming. And as many as can accept God, please do. Don't wait because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So please go on my channel. It will, uh, sinner's prayer will lead you to the Lord. Give your heart to God. And then learn all about your salvation with that second tape called Teaching About Salvation. 
So next week, we're going to finish chapter 19, starting with verse 15. Let's just close in a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for this teaching, Lord God. We just pray that you would equip each one of us, oh God, to do our part, oh Lord. Father, to get those, Lord, to come to you, Father, to show them the way, Lord God, to show them that you are the only answer for this world today. Father, we praise you, we honor you, we magnify you, and we ask you, Lord God, that you would be with us even as we go our separate ways. We love you, Jesus. We appreciate you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'll see you next week.